For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Hope you're having a great day. We have a fun Moms on the Mic episode for you. Producer Kay and Laura are interviewing Becky Kopitsky, and she's got the cranky mom fix. I heard them laughing throughout this podcast. You are going to love it. I couldn't be in there. I would never call my wife or Producer Kay cranky moms. I could never do that. You're going to love this. Let's join them right now on today's Moms on the Mic edition of Rebel Parenting. Good morning, everybody. Here we are, Moms on the Mic. Good morning. And we are with Becky Kopitsky, and she wrote The Cranky Mom Fix, and we are going to dive in and discuss and talk about cranky moms. Hmm. Why do you keep looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) I've never been cranky. I just told my husband I was cranky last night, and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, that was hilarious. You were cranky. (laughs) (laughs) And I came into work today saying, man, more than ever, I need this book, because today... (laughs) I'm cranky. So. so thank you for yes. being with us. We just can't wait to uh, dive in. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And I love knowing that the cranky thing is universal. I mean, if you guys are dealing with it, uh, we all deal with it. Oh, it's yes. good to know that we moms can unite over something, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're all in one together. That's right. right. <laughs> I just never knew I was a cranky person until I became a mom. Yes. Absolutely. Me too. Me yeah. too. I didn't know I was selfish. I didn't know I was impatient. <laughs> I didn't know I needed sleep so much. All those things right. until motherhood came around, right? All those Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yes. So what do you say to the mom who's just like shocked that she's finding herself just cranky and upset mm-hmm. and re- you know, acting out on her children? <laughs> well, first thing I say to her is you are so not alone. Right? Yes. We are not alone. I truly believe that Parenting is one of God's greatest tools for shaping us and for making our character more like him. And parenting is not always going to be fun and games. And there are times when it is just hard and you've really got to lay down your Christ-like character and it's just tough stuff. And so to the mom who's wondering, where did this cranky person come from? Well, you know, she was always in there. It's called this thing called sin nature and parenting (laughs) brings it out, you know? And so now let's figure out what to do about that because we don't need to dwell there, right? It's just don't be ashamed. Don't let the burden of guilt Mm -hmm. pile on top of everything Mm -hmm. else that you're already feeling. And let's just figure it out together because it's nothing unusual. But it doesn't need, we don't need to park there. That's yes. the glory of it. We don't need to park there. Yeah. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Well, is there hope that you can either get out of crankiness or, I mean, is there always going to be crankiness? I think that's the mm. question of the day for me yeah. <laughs> as I'm is sitting in my crankiness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is there always crankiness? So, crankiness, like the sin nature, never really truly goes away in that we will always be triggered by something. Something's always going to trip our trigger, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But that in itself, it's like anger. It's not a sin. It's yep. what we do with it becomes the problem. Mm-hmm. And so when the whole idea of the cranky mom fix is when those feelings start to bubble up, what do we do with them to dispel them? Yes. And if we keep practicing and we keep giving it to God, eventually we actually do get to the point where our default response is not to snap. 
And that's mm-hmm. the point I want everybody to get to. Now, I am living proof that this works. I mean, the whole cranky mom fix came about because I was the quintessential cranky mom. <laughs> and I was yelling, you know, and I'm ashamed to say it, but at the same time, there's great mm-hmm. freedom in admitting it because I think a lot of moms out there are saying, I feel this way too. And does that mean I'm a bad mom? Or can I be a Christian and be cranky? Yeah. And, and yes, because we are all sinners, right? Mm-hmm. So I really was that woman who said, what in the world has happened to me? This is not the kind of mom I thought I was going to be. You know, why am I raising my voice at these kids? Why am I so impatient with these kids? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be there. That's not where I wanted to be. It's not the kind of environment I wanted to create for my family. Mm -hmm. So I started digging over months and years, digging into scripture to figure out what does it say about where this crankiness is coming from and then what I can do to manage it, to dispel it, to really be the kinder, gentler mom that I know is also in there somewhere. It's just the cranky one was winning out, right? The cranky one's winning out. So it comes down to choices. And the book is all about Mm -hmm. recognizing you have choices and determining how to make the right choice in the moment. And we're not going to be perfect at it every time. It's going to take practice. But over time, I have found there really is a solution to it. So the will to crankiness always be there. As long as we're on this earth, we've got the potential to be cranky, right? But what do we do with it when we're faced with it? That's where the answers lie. Yeah. So... Maybe let's back up a little. So what are some of those triggers that could be for a lot of moms out there? Yeah, well, it's interesting you ask that question because when I, before the Cranky Mom Fix became a book, it was a live coaching program with uh, two oh. sessions with about 60 women total. And they really kind of helped me develop the content. And I was surprised at how many of them genuinely did not know what was triggering the monster in them. Yes. And so we started taking some inventories of, okay, what are you recognizing? What is creating the monster to come out? Mm-hmm. And we, I came up with a, really about five categories. You know, there's the physical. So maybe, you know, it's too hot or too cold outside, or I have a <laughs> headache, or, you know, it's I have some sort of chronic pain somewhere. All, any sort of physical trigger yeah. can mm. create an environment where you're just more likely to snap. Or emotional triggers, like maybe you're going through a spell of depression. Maybe you just had an argument with your spouse. That's a trigger for me. If, you know, mm-hmm. my husband and I are a fellowship, yep. I'm a lot more yes. likely to be impatient with my kids. For sure. And it runs the gamut then to you know, spiritual. Have I just been not been spending time with God? Mm-hmm. Have I not been holding myself accountable with friends who are going to call me on my stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we start to lose our spiritual mojo. And then we get to the point where crankiness is a more natural response. And, mm-hmm. and the thing that moms like to say is, you know, it's the kids, the kids do it to me, the kids are acting up or they're begging for marshmallows for breakfast or you know they won't do what I say and yes that is a trigger let's all be honest right the yep. kids behavior is a trigger mm-hmm. but it's not the only trigger and it's typically not the start either there's usually something underlying that we need to own because it's all a matter of our heart issues right, right. the heart is deceitful above all things so the kids are not our enemy that when we're triggered mm-hmm. to be the monster We've got to remember the kids are not our enemy. We are on the same team. And there is an enemy out there who wants us to act unloving to them and rip them to shreds. And are we going to let him win? No, we are not going to let him win. So we we need to start by understanding. Yeah, what causes this? Take record of it and figure out, okay, when I'm acting this way, now I'm battling a known adversary, right? Well, okay, I know I have a headache. Or I know I didn't get enough sleep last night. And that's going to make me prone to being cranky. And then we can address it with strength Mm. and wisdom. Oh, that's awesome. So just real quick, Momster is... 
connected to being a monster, I'm assuming. <laughs> the monster. Monster mom. Monster mom. It's monster for short. And honestly, girls, when my daughters were young, they would call me on it and they would say, Mom, you're being monster mom again. Yes. <laughs> so it becomes kind of an affectionate term in our family. Yeah. <laughs> my son called me that from Mario Kart. There's this character oh, called, I think his name is Bowser or something, yes. but he's a big monster and he always comes in rah, 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 rah. and it kind of dispels my crankiness when my son calls me out on it. Like, hey, if you see me being cranky, call me out on it because yeah. that's not where I want to live. I have a almost teenager, so yeah. Yes. But sometimes yes. I'm like, oh now is not the time I am cranky yes. and I'm not <laughs> done being cranky. I'm still living in it. <laughs> Give me, yeah. mommy needs yeah. a timeout. <laughs> yeah, this mommy takes them frequently. <laughs> well, in that, what do people do when they are triggered? What are some mm -hmm. steps you can do when you're already like, man, I get yeah. it. I didn't get enough sleep. Yeah. I am hungry. And I just had a fight with my husband, so I'm triple triggered. Now what do I do? Yes. Mm -hmm. Triple triggered. And that happens a lot too, doesn't it? Yep. So in the book, we've got all these sort of tricks and strategies you can employ. But what I really like to say first is that before you do that, just be honest with the kids. Like humble yourself as a mom. Mm. It's, you know, I will do this for my children often. When I recognize those triggers have come into play, I'll say, wait, stop a second. And I'll tell them, girls, you know what? Mom did not get enough sleep last night, and I'm under some tight deadlines today, and so I'm sorry for what may come out of my mouth. I'm going to try really hard today to have the patience that I need, but can you have grace for me, and then can you help me? Mm -hmm. Can you help me out today because I'm more likely to snap, and I don't want to? Can you help me by playing together really nicely, mm -hmm. or can you help me by not whining that you want more cookies, or whatever it might be? Right. And I'm just very honest with my children, and I think that to them mm -hmm. shows Jesus in a way that our perfection never can. Yes. So I want yeah. them to know, you know, mom is going to falter, and I'll ask them to pray with me. You know, will you pray that mom Mom does not lose it today because I really want to serve you well mm -hmm. and just be honest with the kids. And there are practical tips like, you know, you were just saying mom needs a timeout. If I know I'm about to blow, I've gotten to the point where I can say, okay, stop for a second and I will leave the room and I will flop on my bed. You know, my kids are nine and 12, so I can do that now. Yeah. When you've got a toddler running around the house, you really can't leave them unarmed, you know, for, yeah. <laughs> for a period of time. But you know, at different stages, you can do these things. And yeah. so I will, I'll flop on my bed, I'll pray, I'll just, I'll dispel my frustration and honestly, I get to the point where I think, oh, what was I just about to do? I was about to rip them to shreds for something that was so inconsequential. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite tricks is what I call the quick switch. And it takes practice, but we've got to get to that moment where in the moment we can take that thought captive for Christ. So I'll say, you know what? I'm really, I'm so frustrated right now because they left these candy bar wrappers on the sofa and I've told mm. them a hundred times not to do that. <laughs> yes. And so I stop in that moment and I say, okay, I can rip them to shreds right now for these candy wrappers mm -hmm. or, you know, I immediately bring to mind scripture or affirming thoughts. So yeah. scripture, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. Proverbs 14, one, that mm -hmm. verse has saved me so many times. Because then I recognize, okay, let's put this back into perspective. I am about to do something very bad. I'm going to tear down my kids instead of building them up. Does that happen every time? No, I'm not perfect at taking every thought captive. But is eventually, as we practice these principles, they really do become more second nature. Mm -hmm. It's when we are allowing ourselves to vent with the frustration that we're practicing the frustration. Yeah. yeah. So we've got to instead get to a point where we are practicing a more positive response so that eventually that's what comes out when mm -hmm. we're squeezed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Now, Uh you talk a little bit in your book, too, about possibly getting more triggered when you don't have time for self-care. And can we dive into that a little bit? Yes, sister friends, let's talk about (laughs) self-care. Because, you know, this is something I learned the hard way. And it's funny because even as I was writing The Cranky Mom Fix, I was halfway through the book and I realized, wait a second, I don't have a chapter on self-care. This is not just an idea you just, you know, intersperse throughout but this has got, this needs its own attention. Like, you know, yeah. give this a good 3,000 words of its own attention. Because <laughs> in Christian circles, I think especially we moms often feel like we are, we're called to serve and to give, give, give and to sacrifice and sacrifice some more. And that is true. Yet, when we have nothing within us to give, we cannot serve well. So yeah. I truly believe that a good mom takes care of her kids, but a great mom takes care of herself too. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, we render ourselves useless for the call that God has given us. I know when I am drained, when I'm exhausted, when I've not taken care of myself in whatever form that may be, right? When I have not taken care of myself, I am not equipped to do the job God has given me. I'm more likely to be cranky. I'm more likely to tear down my family. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not actually giving and serving well. Mm-hmm. And for different women, self-care means different things. You know, yeah. for me, it means I need a couple hours maybe to go visit a friend for coffee, or maybe I just need an hour at the end of the day to read a book or, you know, to watch a movie with my husband. It means something different for every woman. Some of them just give me five minutes, you know, to breathe or or meditate or get a bubble bath or pray. And everything is different for every woman, but you've got to know what fuels you and then make time to do it. Talk to your Mm. spouse about your needs. Talk to a friend who can hold you accountable. You can exchange childcare, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. When we let ourselves get drained to the point where we're no good to anybody, then we are especially no good to God who has asked us to do this job. He's asked us to give and to sacrifice, but if we do it at the expense of our own health and well-being, then we are no good to anybody. Totally. We firmly believe in that. Yeah. And I think, like, you can know, like, for me, for a long time, working out, I mean, it still is my self-care, but it doesn't feel like a spark in me like it used to. So now it's just like it's constantly changing. So what does that self-care look like as a workout? Or is it now, okay, what really fills my bucket is getting outside and going for a hike. Mm. And so it's a little different. It's not lifting weights anymore. And now that's just like, I need to do that because I need to do that. And <laughs> right. I need to get outside because that fills my spirit. Mm, and, yes. you know, like it's constantly morphing in whatever season of life. So it could have looked different with, you know, when I had all four of my kids four and under, the oh. self-care was, I just want to take a shower right. for 10 minutes by myself. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the cry of every mom. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I just want to go to the bathroom alone. Yes, please. Right. Or have with, a phone nobody peeking around the corner. Yes, <laughs> or get on the phone and talk and to talk my mom for five minutes. Yeah, without, without interruption. interruption. <laughs> that would be yeah. a yeah. Be yeah. Golden. That is so true. Yeah, yeah, you make a great point about fitness and exercise. Personally, I don't love it. I really don't love it. Yeah. And so that's not what's going to fill my bucket. Mm-hmm. But it is also something I know is important for me physically so that I yeah. take care of the temple. So sometimes self-care is doing things you don't love. You know, you've got to eat the salad every once in a while instead of the French fries or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but taking care of ourselves and then finding those things that do fill the bucket. Because mm-hmm. physically and emotionally, spiritually, we need to be making sure that we're in top shape so that we have something better to offer Mm-hmm. our family. And you're so right. It evolves depending on the stages and the phases that you're in. Yeah. yeah. Cause I used to have workout as mine, but now as I get older, it's being with people. 
Mm. Just a, yeah. give me a 10 minutes with a friend and I come back happier, yes. more ready to engage. But yes. I was going to ask, what do you do? Yeah, maybe you've been asked this, but I'm just thinking, what do you do when your kids are both cranky? Ooh. <laughs> Everyone's cranky. Everyone. Yes. Well, not everyone. Maybe you're not cranky oh, at that moment, okay, but you see the crankiness in them and you're like, wait, no, I know this isn't what God has for them. But you yeah. got to let it run its course. Or what do you do? I mean, how do yeah. you sometimes yeah. I try to coach my kid up and they're just not ready. Right. You. And so part of it is just knowing your kids. In fact, yeah. in the book, we talk a lot about connecting with your children at their level and what we can do mm. to take steps to get to know our kids better so that we can communicate with them better. Yeah. So in my case, when my kids are cranky, I go straight to the heart issues. You know, okay. I don't look so much at the behavior as I go first to what is causing this behavior and then I'll address it. Sometimes they're ready. One child is ready to talk about it frequently. The other one really needs her space. But again, I know my kids. So I know I'll say to my older daughter, look, you're really acting up right now and I don't understand why you're talking to me this way. In fact, we just had this conversation yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. is mom doing something to make you upset? Because what you're saying to me right now is not respectful. Yeah. And so I use this phrase in my family called check your heart, which is just understand. I teach my kids to discern what's happening in their own souls and spirits so that they can become equipped to manage those and to take them to God. You know, but so check your heart means, you know, is your heart right now harboring some sort of anger or selfishness or pride? And they don't love to hear that at the moment, but we're trying to make that connection, you know, Mm -hmm. but then I'll just be really honest with them and say, look, the way you're acting is really not acceptable, but I understand, you know, I was 12 years old once too. And honestly, this is the conversation I just had yesterday. I said, I was 12 years old and I know how frustrating it is. Sometimes you don't even understand why you're upset. And so I just want you to know that I love you. It is not, I love you. I may not love your behavior right now or the choices you're making, but I always love you. I make sure to throw that in there because we want our kids to know that our acceptance of them is never hindering, you know, hinging on their behavior. And I let them know I am an open space for them to talk when they're ready. And eventually they do. I also, I have this thing called Mm. the feelings notebook. Uh, my kids and I keep an ongoing notebook, each of them separately, uh, where they are free to tell me yeah. what is on their hearts. And then I write back. And it's oh, a space where we that. base it on. It's, there's, it's a safe space because yes. we follow the principles of Ephesians 429, which is make sure what you're sharing is meant to build others up and to benefit those who are listening. So you can't use it as a place to rip mom to shreds, right? Yeah. But you can use it to share honest concerns and you will not the rule is you will not get in trouble for anything that's in this notebook and then I respond to it and over the years the things that I've learned from their notebooks that they wouldn't say to my face has been amazing so we just got to create the kind of space where the kids feel accepted even when they're cranky we don't want our kids to be walking on eggshells or to feel like our love for them is dependent on their moods because if their love for me is dependent on my moods, then I'm in really bad shape, yes. right? Oh, you know, that's, that's not example. how Jesus loves us. No, he loves us, wrong. you know, while we were still sinners, he died for us. And so that I want my kids to know that even when they're cranky, I still love them. We're going to address the behavior when they're ready to do it. But yeah. always, I love you and I'm a safe place for you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Save the Storks. Save the Storks helps moms with an unplanned pregnancy. And that's my story. I was an unplanned pregnancy. My birth mom was 16 and faced an uphill battle. 
and a pregnancy resource center in her area helped her carry me all the way to fruition and then helped adopt me into my family. And Save the Storks helps pregnancy resource centers across the country with stork buses providing mobile ultrasound machines where four out of five moms choose life after seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing the heartbeat. Over 6,000 babies have been saved on stork buses. Please support Save the Storks with your prayers and visit savethestorks.com to become a monthly sponsor. Join the movement and help us revolutionize the meaning of pro-life. For more information, visit savethestorks.com. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? So kind of flipping back to our own crankiness, I love in your book, you. I was sharing with Laura, you have a little section where you have questions. <laughs> it's the heart to heart with your kids. On, yes. Like, do I ever get angry or grouchy with you? How do I act when I'm angry? How do you feel when I act that way? So these are questions you're going to ask your children. Yeah. I mean, that's ask just, that's asking for great feedback from. Huge. Yeah. We may be surprised at how our kids view us and not necessarily in a bad way. I like women to have some sort of a baseline as they're going through the cranky mom fix. And let's have an open conversation with the kids. Tell them, mom, we're really going to work on this. I know that I might have been cranky or sometimes you see me being kind of cranky. and I'm going to work on that. And so will you just help me better understand what I'm dealing with here? And so we go through this series of questions. Mm -hmm. And I am amazed how resilient kids are and how very much they reflect the face of Jesus in the grace that they are so ready to give. You know, well, Mm. yes, mom, you act cranky sometimes and that makes me upset, but you know, I want to help you and I still, I love you. Even when you act like that, it's okay, mom, I forgive you. You (laughs) Giving our kids a chance to explain to us what they see, holding up a mirror to yourself, really, it gives us an opportunity to better understand what we really need to work on. We may think it's one thing, but from the kid's perspective, it might be something different. And so we want to make sure that we are actually resolving the real issue and not just what we are fabricating as the issue. Yeah. Well, I did it to all four of my kids, like a fire hose. So I had them all come downstairs and I was like, all right, I have like 10 questions for you and answer honestly. And I promise I won't get mad. And they were all so fascinating because two of them were much like me, which I tend to giggle when I'm in trouble. So like... They still totally started laughing and they were like, I don't know, you're just <laughs> like they couldn't answer it. And I was like, oh, my word. It's like looking into a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> but it just took some like, I promise I won't be mad. It's just more of a I need to know so that I'm aware of what I look like when I'm mad and what you are perceiving. Like one of them said, you can be mean. And I was like, oh, that hurt. But that's really good. That I know that because, I mean, gosh, that's the last thing I want to do is to be mean to my kids. So I do encourage anybody who's listening to ask those honest questions of, you know, what does it make you feel like when I'm angry? And the other, there was another question in there. What makes you feel loved by me? And that was super sweet, which hits on those five lengths love languages and I mean every single one of my kids I could have pegged like yeah I know your physical touch and I know your quality time and nice yeah so it was cute very valuable that's awesome oh good 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 I'm so glad so what are you finding now that the book's out and what are other moms saying like how is this supporting them and they're 
triggers and their crankiness and I've been overwhelmed by the positive feedback I have. And I'll tell you, I do not read my Amazon reviews. I honestly don't want to know. <laughs> but so the feedback that I get is genuine conversation I'm having with women who are reading the book or those who, uh, you know, reach out via email or whatever. And there is a launch team of women, about, about 100 women who read the book before it came out and were giving honest feedback as they were reading it. And I've been overwhelmed by how many women have said, and this was my hope, right? This was my hope. I truly believe it can happen, but so many of them said, I'm seeing changes in my house and my kids are commenting on it. Mm, my kids are seeing yay. changes in me. They are seeing, you know, slowly they're starting to say, mom, you know what? You were, I really appreciate how you responded to that today. Or mommy, you weren't, you weren't so mean to me today or whatever yeah. it was, or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or just, Hey mom, thanks for handling things that way. Or just women saying, I felt this weight lift off me today. Or, mm. you know, today the kids acted up, but I remembered my triggers and I realized it was this causing it. And so I handled it well. Mm. It, or women just being very honest and saying, you know what, today I didn't handle it well, but tomorrow I'm going to try again. And just the fact that they recognized it yep. is a victory in itself. So right. I've just been really encouraged by how women are taking what's in the book, which is based on biblical principles. It's not like it's me and my wisdom because I, I am such an average failing mom like anybody else. (laughs) And it's just a matter of sharing what's what does the Bible say and and what have I experienced and other moms experienced? How can we band together to face this and to fix it? Mm -hmm. And it is genuinely working for women. And that was my great hope and my prayer. And uh, I'm just really, really happy to hear that kind of feedback because the whole point of it is to transform our families in Jesus name. That's the whole point of it, to become Mm -hmm. the gentler, kinder moms, to show our kids that this is what it really means to be a kind person. This is what it means to love others and mm-hmm. to show them that by example. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do it perfectly every time, but the closer we get to improving and to having those little victories, the more our legacy is going to be painted by that type of behavior rather than the opposite. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. What would yeah. you say, like, I have a friend and she's just a cranky mom. She's, <laughs> she's just a cranky person, but there's no way I, at this point, like, be like, here, here's a book for you. Um, <laughs> it I might help lose that friendship but I was just yeah, wondering yeah. do you have have you had experience in that and what are some ways to step in and stand with other moms yeah. that you just you know they're struggling and they're yes. just stuck in their crankiness maybe they don't know where it's coming from or mm. don't see yeah. it as readily as we see it or something like that sometimes it's easier to uh, see other people's <laughs> crankiness than to see your own mm-hmm Yes, and it is the kind of situation where you can't just say, oh, read this book, because they'll look at it and be like, the cranky mom fix, what, thanks a lot, you know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yes. So, you know, in those cases, I like to walk alongside those friends. I've certainly been there. Mm-hmm. I'm still in those situations, um, you know, and I would want a friend to be honest with me as well. Mm-hmm. But what I like to do is just remind her always that, you know, I'll ask, and how do you feel? when this is not that we're dependent on feelings, but how are you feeling when the kids are acting up like this? Or do you think there's something underlying it? I get to the root of how does she feel? And does she really want to feel trapped this way? Mm. And then I try to stir the conversation to, you know, you don't need to feel that way. The problem is, what I don't want women to be encouraged to do is to get around, get in a room together and feel as though talking about their crankiness becomes a big gripe session and then parking there. Mm -hmm. We don't want it to become a complaining session. And then we're going to park there and say, you know, these kids, uh, they're the big problem. 
if only life were different. Mm. The point there is that, you know, yes, share the grievances, but then let's look at how we can point it to Jesus. How now can we take that and change it, work a little bit at a time to get to a point where we are not content to dwell in the crankiness. Yeah, so that's what I do in those friendships okay. too. It's that, okay, now, but are, how are you feeling about this? Is that where you want to be? Is that where you want to park yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, do you really enjoy feeling enslaved to your crankiness all the time? So yes, I get you, sister. Offer validation. Yeah. Offer validation. Sometimes that's the first thing a woman really wants yeah, right. is don't tell me how to fix it, but just tell me I've been there too. I get it. This really stinks. Yeah. Right? But then steer that conversation toward now, what can we do about it and how can I help you? Yes. That's what we need to offer those friends, validation and help and help them to see that there is, this is not where we have to wallow. Yes. There is freedom to be. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I wouldn't, you know, because that's not good friendship either to allow your friends to wallow. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you've got to be cautious depending on the circumstances and, you know, her, her state of mind, but a good friend will help pull you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes up. when the conversation steers that way, sometimes a good friend will call you on your stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's important too. But just offer validation and then offer to be a help. And then be that help. Yeah. We need each other. Totally. Yeah. We really need each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love the few examples that you, I mean, there's more examples in here, but I'm I'm thinking about all the diffusing, the trigger. And one of my favorites is the laughing, obviously. And, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and the dance party. We have done that since my kids were little. Thankfully, I'm doing something right with that. And we will put on a lot right. (laughs) We will put on either like rap worship or some kind of silly song. I mean, it can be ridiculous, silly. Yeah. And it will just snap everybody out of it, which is Mm. so great. And I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is fun. Yes. Yes. And quality (laughs) dad jokes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Another of my favorites, which you know I put in the book, is the knock knock jokes. Yes. Because it feels really good. Sometimes you just really want to yell. It feels really good to yell knock knock. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Right? Yeah. Who's there? (laughs) I had a. I know. I had a mentor mom. Uh, through mops that told me this was great especially when my kids were young they thought this was so funny so you know the like grabbing everybody getting ready to go somewhere such a feat in itself to get everybody in the car and Mm -hmm. so you know everybody's mad at each other get your shoes on for the 500th time like why is it always the shoes the shoes (laughs) it is the shoes um just and, be like my daughter and not wear shoes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just let it go. So by the time you get everybody in the car, you're amped up to hear your grumpy, cranky momster. And she said, you know what my trick is? I just say to all my kids, roll up all the windows. And I say on the count of three, scream as loud as you can. And then everybody would just scream and it would like let the energy let go. Yep. And then everybody would just start laughing because you're screaming at the top of your lungs and everybody's got their hands on their ears like, ah, <laughs> and then it diffuses. And yeah. it, it was like the yeah. best tip of how to get out the door and then let it go. And then, I mean, because everybody knew the scream was coming. So, yeah. <laughs> right. And it wasn't directed at any one person. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
just yeah, a release. That's all it takes. Yes. That's beautiful. I'm yeah. going to use that. I may need to use that today. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yep. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners or people out there, moms mm-hmm. out there? I just really want moms to know that they are so not alone. They are not alone. And this whole idea of raising good kids, sometimes I feel like we we feel so burdened with the responsibility of raising good kids that we take ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. So I love the screaming because let's laugh at ourselves. Sometimes mm-hmm. that we're cranky because we're just not lightening up. Yeah. Right? And we just need to have fun with our kids. And the Cranky Mom Fix was written so that women can enjoy their kids more than they scold them. Mm. That's the point we want to get to. We just want to enjoy family life again. And it can be done. Let's Mm -hmm. just take our own serious uh, gauge down a notch, you know, and just have some fun with the kids. And it's not going to be perfect. And they are going to act up and we're going to act up. But if Mm -hmm. we can come back to that root of understanding, hey, I chose this, you know, most cases, this is the family life that this is the thing I wanted. And it is a blessing. It may look like a frustration right now, but at its core, it's a blessing. So what can I do to make it be the blessing instead to open my eyes to those blessings instead of feeling like I'm so mired in the frustrations. And so let's just take ourselves a little less seriously and realize that God ultimately is in charge of where kids become way more than we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Awesome. Uh, amen. Yeah. Do you have anything? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. My crankiness <laughs> is gone. My crankiness has left <laughs> the building. <laughs> well, Becky, we just thank you so much for what you're doing and taking a stand for moms and just uh, pray a blessing over you. So thank you so much for being on Moms on the Mic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This has been so much fun. You gals are uh, just a hoot. So I really appreciate the chance to talk uh, with you today. Awesome. Of course. And check out her book, The Cranky Mom Fix. I'm sure, is it on Amazon? It is on Amazon, yes. Yeah. It's on basically anywhere that books are sold online and in Christian bookstores. And, and you can find more information at crankymomfix.com, too. It's got links to all the various places you can buy it. Check Perfect. It well, thank, thank you. you. Take care. Thank you. too. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks for listening, Rebels. We appreciate you. We love you. If you need any help, please email us, help at rebelparenting.org. Thanks for sharing this with your friends and family. And thank you to The Voice of the Martyrs for sponsoring our podcast, persecution.com. The Voice of the Martyrs, helping those being persecuted for our gospel around the world for more than 50 years. God bless, Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting. Rebel Parenting.